1: The gospel, it is as plain as day and simple as pie, yet people still don't get it. Why? We'll talk about that next on Truth For Today. You can spend your whole life presenting the gospel to those you love. And they still walk away blind and just unresponsive, and you scratch your head wondering why. Well, we do have some answers for you, and we'll go to John chapter 9, verses 35 through the end of the chapter to find them. Welcome, this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. We catch up with Pastor Phil in John chapter 9. Join us for today's broadcast of Truth For Today and our message called, Why don't people get it? It, It's a remarkable
2: passage. It's more difficult uh, than at first. The theological uh, fits this has given me uh, are undeserved because he gives a straightforward narrative uh, and we can follow that very easily. Lots of narrative going on. But when he comes to the uh, verse 35... To the end of the chapter, and he drives his points home, Christ, and we move just from the physical healing of a man to a man coming to know Christ because when he got his physical healing, he still wasn't saved. There's a lot of folks that want God to make them well. They're not sure they want to go to heaven that bad, not if they have to believe in Jesus. Have you ever heard folks, I want a blessing. Do you want the blesser? Lord, give me a blessing. He said, you first of all need the blesser. And sometimes he withholds blessing like he did to Job. And so in the narrative, we're going to find Jesus looks up a man, and he has to tell his own disciples that he's not in the condition they think he's in for the wrong reasons. Gives them his mission. He does what Jesus says. The neighbor said, this can't be the guy. This is the one that He looks like the guy that used to always be blind. Can't be him. They got into a dispute. Word got around to the Pharisees. They interview him once. It can't be Jesus. Because you know, God would never do anything on the Sabbath. I hope he sustains the moon and the stars and the universe. Don't take a vacation today, Lord. We need you. I hope you keep my lungs going. Of course, according to the rabbis, you couldn't spit on the Sabbath. They called that irrigation. (laughs) They really did. It sounds preposterous. But they had a myth that a man's saliva, a father's saliva, could bring healing to his son. A woman's saliva was no good. So they never made any perfumes out of women's saliva. It was just the man. And uh, so the Pharisees interview him once, and uh, they weren't satisfied, they said, "We're going to talk to his parents. We don't believe this. He wasn't blind all of his life. We've got to talk to his parents." And sure enough, the parents said, "Yeah, he was blind, but they perceive we can't tell them that we know who did it, because they might drop our church membership. And so, for fear of the church leaders, the synagogue leaders, uh, they said, Ask a boy. And they go to the boy again. Second interrogation. Second interrogation. And then it gets hot and heavy. This ignorant guy that's supposed to be suffering because he sinned so bad, or his folks, he starts saying stuff that upsets the theological establishment. They kick him out of the synagogue. Jesus looks him up and said, uh, let's have a conversation. And up to this time, he's never seen Jesus. He just, last time he heard Jesus, he was told to go to the pool of Siloam. There he got his vision, but Jesus disappears. He's never seen the one that made him well. And so uh, all he is, is physically well, but still going to hell. He's got eyesight, but you can't go to getting physical healing. Doesn't mean you know God. And so he introduces himself to who he really is. And so let's follow a little bit of the narrative uh, and just not be too redundant. Give me about 10 minutes on narrative, and then we'll try to figure out what in the world is Jesus doing. I think what G- three things are happening in the chapter. God is giving revelation, Uh, men are giving rejection, and one man gives a reception. It's the same thing that's going on right now in the world. God is revealing himself to the world. And he said in Hebrews, in times past, God spoke by prophets. He spoke in wonders. He spoke in signs. He spoke in the Exodus. He spoke in the plagues. God's been active in history for as long as we've got history. Revelation. God is revealing his power, his eternal godhood and power in creation that he's made And the stars are shouting out the glory of God, according to Psalms 19. God has given us prophets. He's given us scripture. He sent God the Son. So God says, I've been talking a long time. I've been revealing myself. Which way do you want? Dreams? I've given dreams. Visions? I've given them. You want prophets? I gave them. You want miracles? I gave them. You want the Messiah I gave him. What's your problem? What's your problem? You keep rejecting. And you get this attitude, show me. Show me. Show me. And he's saying, you don't see or comprehend anything I'm doing, do you? Because no one is so blind as he who refuses to see. Show me, show me, but take your hands off your eyes. And God says that mankind has much deeper problem than physical blindness. Matter of fact, God may have allowed you to be physically blind to show you a manifestation of his glory that those who have physical sight can never see. Fanny Crosby, the blind songwriter, she said, God did me one of the greatest favors by letting me be born blind. Because you said, you've got to remember, the first person I'll ever see will be Jesus. I won't see anybody else, but Jesus will be my first glimpse of a person. And that will be in glory. And I'll have eyesight said, I've seen more blind than most people have ever seen. Because I have the eyes of my heart open to behold who Christ is. I love these words here. Who sinned? This man or his parents? Because the rabbis believed that if a baby was too active in the womb on the Sabbath, they might be born with a curse. Uh, If the baby had been conceived on the Sabbath, there might be a curse because the parents were a little too frisky on the Sabbath. They had all kinds of theories. They had a theory the Essenes group down in Masada believed in reincarnation uh, of all things. And, of course, reincarnation says you always come back worse or better based on how you lived your previous life. That's why some of us look so bad. (laughs) We, We had a previous life where we didn't do right. And we come back looking like we do. We used to be beautiful. And uh, whatever we are now, let's go ahead. Let's keep. And so they said, uh, it was not this man that sinned. Jesus said, I mean, the disciples, they're picking up on the rabbinical teaching. Oh, somebody sinned. Well, sure, the man sins, his parents, but Christ said, his physical condition is not a result of any personal sin. I must say this. You can be very judgmental of people's problems. Well, uh, you wouldn't be in that mess if you'd not done something wrong. Uh, you wouldn't be poor had you not done something wrong. Uh, I know why you're sick. Because you see, God wants all of his kids well. Is that right? Because I, I got a name it, claim it ministry. And... Uh, uh, How do you think it would be a blessing from God for someone to be blind? Jesus said it wasn't because anybody sinned, but it was because God wanted your condition to give him an opportunity to work. It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Think of what circumstances God finds us in many times. Sometimes God's got to take away enough for you to really watch him work. A lost job, a lost marriage, a lost health, a lost, lost, lost. And he said, don't panty. I'm even in control whenever things going bad for you. And I may weave it for my good. I may step in and... uh, I allow a lot more. What we wind up doing is we become Job's comforters. Oh, oh, we know you must have sinned. Oh, is that right? So you know what this is about. No, I'm just judgmental. If you're not well, you're in sin. If you're not prospering, if you're not driving a nice car, where did you get that theology? My Savior never owned a car. Come on, prosperity folks. And I want to drive a nice car. And I do. Church gave it to me. I'm not trying to make you poor, but hear this condition. You've got to know your bad circumstances is just fertile ground for God to do something. God knew that condition. God allowed it. And now Jesus steps in and says, well, hello, blind folks are no problem to me. And you don't have any problem that's a problem to God. He's able to change it like that. He's able to bring healing. He's able to give you a job. He's able to save a marriage. He's able to help you go on without a marriage. No matter. No matter. He said, I've come to do the works of God while it's day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. So the theme of the chapter is the light revealed himself. And some chose to stay in the dark. And one man, one man got his sight back. Got his sight back. And so the narrative goes, Jesus, of all things, twice in the Gospels, he spits on the ground, makes mud, and puts it on the eyes. Now, now, don't start a mud ministry. God's methods are just weird. He even uses people like you. See, we're God's mud application. God made you out of mud, you know. Yeah. Okay, if you think it's a swamp, that's all right. You're wrong. If you think something blew up and you were born, you look like you blew up. <laughs> no, God took dust and he shaped it, breathed into it the breath of life. Huh? We're just walking clay pots. just And some of us are cracked. I mean, and, and so God uses us human instruments made of clay, flesh and bone, that will perish. John Patton He wanted to go to the New Hebrides Islands, way back, down by Australia. And when they were getting ready to commission him to go from Scotland, one man jumped up and he said, This is foolish, this is foolish, John. You will go over there and you will be eaten by cannibals. You must stay in Scotland. This is a waste of your life. And John Patton looked at him. He said, And you, sir will stay in Scotland and be eaten by worms does it matter how we go it matters what we do we're just clay heading back to the grave heading back to the grave if that depresses you I'm sorry but it's the fact I'm not real depressed because I got a new body on reservation right now it's on hold I got to get my spirit to catch up with it but it's waiting it's waiting well, the neighbors, oh, they say, man, uh, we don't know, is this the same guy or not? And then we get the first interrogation. You got to bring in the religious folks when you have a miracle. So, uh, see, dead religion is only up on rules. It can never have enough power to change you. But man, can they manufacture the rules? Uh, the Pharisees come to the man and, hey, uh, we heard you got healed, but it was on the Sabbath, and, and uh, that's wrong. So they asked the man, how did you get your sight? Verse 15. He said, well, he put mud on my eyes. There, There's a miracle healing in the mud. See, some folks, go, they go zonkers over methodology. They never look at who the source is. Did the rake do the job or the man that holds the rake? Oh, we're worshiping that. If I play a guitar and wear Levi's, that'll make us grow. Well, wear Levi's, honey. I wore them ever since high school. Anybody else? No, no, no. Banging the guitar won't bring revival. And I can play a guitar. Takes a little bit more. God uses all kinds of means. But you better be sure God is wielding the instrument. And when Jesus takes mud, you can get somebody healed because it's the potter behind the mud. That's the one. If you missed that, you're not listening. That was profound. <laughs> uh, see, I'm back. I want to tell you when you ought to get loud, when you ought to get good. I want to put up the. All right. I want to shout and crowd back. Uh, the Jews, when they heard this man, they said, uh, This man can't do this. He's a sinner. And there was a division. There usually was when the Pharisees showed up. So they uh, told the man, uh, what, what do you say about him? He said, he's a prophet at least. I mean, I'm not a, a rabbi, but I think he would at least be a prophet. He said, guess. he didn't know. He's the one all the prophets have been talking about. And so they didn't believe it, so they said, we better talk to his parents. And the parents did like many of you. You know more than you're willing to tell others you know. And uh, they, when they were interrogated, they knew in the narrative, it says, they knew they would be kicked out of the synagogue if they spoke too much. So they said, uh, uh, he's of age, ask him. Ask him. They, they want to get out of this quick. But it wasn't us. Nobody in the temple site If this boy, how old he happened to be at this time, nobody up to now has ever been able to do anything. Whoever this was, we know our boy could see. So they come back. Second interview. They're not pleased. So verse 24, it says, second time, they come back. Okay, what are we going to talk about? Give glory to God. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Give glory to God, young man. But watch, watch the hook. Now, you follow this. Look at it. Give glory to God. okay. Watch, watch now. We know that this man is a sinner. Now, son, give God glory. That's just, they're setting him up. Agree with us, and you'll give God glory. He's a sinner. We don't want you to be theologically ignorant. Let us inform you. We're the specialists in the law. We're the, we're the conservatives. We're not liberals. We're straight on theology. Give glory to God. This, this man's a sinner, right? Watch now. It's, it's wonderful what the ignorant and untaught figure out. He said, well, whether he's a sinner or not, one thing I know, I was blind and I can now see. Woo! I'm telling you, uh, it helps to have some experiential Christianity. We used to sing a song with black folks, taught us. You wasn't there, you weren't there, but I know what happened to me because I was there. Well, that's experiential. Yes, honey, getting saved is experiential. Well, I, I've never uh, I've never been changed since I met him. I know because you've not met the one that's the change agent. He changes you. and And if he... Kicks over a barrel of honey in your heart. Joy, forgiveness, peace. Don't tell me it's like taking a drink. Well, I believed on him, but uh, nothing's happened. Uh-uh, uh-uh. If you understand, I'm forgiven. I'm accepted. Messiah bore my sin. When your eyes come on, open, you remember when old Jonathan ate that honey? It said his eyes lit up. When you get the honey of salvation, there will be an experiential component. I find people that get nervous about experience are usually people that don't know him. They've got some facts. They've got some, matter of fact, they can even quote the gospel. Jesus born, died, buried, rose again. I'm going to heaven. Why? The devil can quote that. False teachers can quote it. A lot more getting saved is faith in a person Not in just a little formula. A person saves. A person saves. Not just facts. Facts about the person ought to be accurate. But Jesus saves. Jesus. A person saves. A real person. Well, uh, they start in, give glory to God. He blows it. He said, well, I, uh, I just know I was blind. I can see. What did he do to you? They, well, I've told you once, and you don't believe it. And, and they begin to revile him. And he said, he, he got, he really upset. He said, oh, you guys are fixing to join him and to start following him. And, and they broke out with hives. I mean, they are, I believe they're rabid at this point. You've got to be kidding. Moses is our teacher. We follow Moses. Don't dare identify us with this man. So, uh, they go on down. They said, this man, in verse 29, we do not know where he comes from. Why, this is an amazing thing. You don't know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes? We know that God doesn't hear to the sinners. Uh, it, that's a broad statement. Basically, men that don't know God, walking with him. We're all sinners, but in the sense he's using it, God doesn't hear wicked men. He, he hears men that are worshipers of him and who are righteous. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a blind man. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. Now the theological problem. They kick him out of the synagogue. And now you gotta, you got to have your Bible open. And you've got to walk through me with it through this 35 to 41. Because I would have never wrote this. And I would have never picked this chapter to preach. That's why when we pick Bible books, it's kind of sink or swim. Because we don't know every passage before we get it. There's a tension that goes on here that's amazing. Follow me. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? This is a favorite title. Mark uses it the most. But it comes right out of Daniel 7, where the Messiah is called Son of Man. And it's a messianic term. Do you believe in him? Listen to this man. Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said, you have seen him. And the guy's like, have I? Watch. And it is he who is speaking to you. Remember, Jesus wasn't at the pool. This is his first time to ever see the man that healed him. And now Jesus is revealing his identity. Hey, I'm the son of man. I'm Messiah. You're not only getting to see me, but you're getting to hear me.
1: Well, as we continue our study through God's Word, it is our prayer that we are finding ourselves digging deep into God's Word and seeing changes taking place in our lives that are really life-changing. This is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Thank you for joining us today. Quick bit of information for you. If you would like to contact us, here's how to do so. You can reach us toll-free at 855 833 9864, or by visiting our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Also, I have a date for you. Please, mark it on your calendar and join us. November 10th, our friendraiser takes place then, and we'll have more information in the ensuing weeks. But right now, I'd like to get you to get it onto your calendar so that you can join us. November 10th, put it on your calendar, and then plan on spending an evening with us and our friendraiser. That's November 10th. Details soon to follow. But for now, if you'd like to know more about us, you can reach us at truthfortodayradio.org or call 855-833-9864. Or you can write to us, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. And the zip code is 94547. This is a listener-supported ministry, which simply means we're able to present Truth For Today on a daily basis on this radio station because you partner with us financially and prayerfully. Take a moment. Would you consider how the Lord might lead you to partner with us financially in this ministry as we continue to share the gospel of Christ on a daily basis here on Truth For Today? We thank you so very much for that. And then trust we'll see you next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard.